Welcome to 43rd and Woman, the intersection where family and science forge together. I am Sean Ahern, class of 2019, excited to bring you another episode for your personal and professional development. Today on 43rd and Woman, I sit down with David Dill and Ayush Sood, who are both the third professional year of pharmacy school, to discuss the importance of getting involved with organizations on campus, both professional and non-professional organizations, and how it can have an impact on your career. And so with that, I'd like to welcome David and Ayush. Welcome, guys. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Uh, thank you again for inviting us on the podcast today. Um, I've always been a listener, uh, so I'm very honored to be here today. Thanks, Sean. Yeah, again, I want to echo what Dill said. Thanks for having us on this podcast today. I'm really excited to talk about uh, organization APHA, which David and I have had the opportunity to be really involved with over the last year, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excited to learn more about APHA and kind of get into it. Uh, but just to kind of give a, a brief overview too. So the last podcast that we had was with David Zarif kind of talking about for those P3 pharmacy students ready to go into rotations, but now really taking a step back and focusing on the students from U1 or their first year all the way to like P2, P3 year and the importance of getting involved in organizations. And I usually, like you said, really spotlighting APHA and the incredible things that you guys are doing this year, as well as what you have been doing in the past. But let's take a step back from there. And and David, if you want to start off, maybe giving a quick background about yourself in terms of organizations that you're a part of, and we'll go from there. Sure, sure. Yeah, so my name is David Dill. I'm a P3 pharmacy student currently. I'm originally from Hocassin, Delaware. And I uh, entered U Sciences with the zero to six year PharmD program. And Ayush and I are the class of 2022. And I really try to stay involved on campus. I'm really passionate about a couple organizations we have. Number one for me is really APHA. And that's something I've really been passionate about over the last two years. Really lucky to be part of the alumni relations. Uh, I also really like being a part of PCP Pediatrics, where I've been on the e-board for the past three years. And um, I'm really fortunate this year to be president of Phi Lambda Sigma, our leadership society. And so I just always try to stay involved. And uh, U-Sciences have been a great campus to stay involved. Awesome. Those organizations are incredible organizations to be a part of. But Ayush, how about yourself? A little little bit about yourself and the organizations you've kind of been involved with over the years. Well, so hi, everyone. My name is Ayush Sood. And like David mentioned, we're both in the class of 2022. Again, starting with that zero to six year pharmacy program here at U-Sciences. And over the years, the organization that really spoke to, I guess, both of us our freshman year was really APHA. A lot of the upperclassmen that go to this university kind of told us that it was the biggest org on campus. We should show up to the first GBM just for the pizza, if that's really what we wanted. I guess over time, we really were able to build a relationship with a lot of the e-board members at the time and really, I guess, grew as individuals, not only in terms of leadership, but also in terms of our network. And I want to say other organizations that APHA allowed me to get involved with were PLS, as David mentioned, as well as ASHP, just through a lot of the collaboration events. A lot of the organizations also have really similar, I want to say, goals and and the ultimately being patient care. So through those goals and initiatives, you come to see that you end up getting involved in almost every organization on campus just by being part of one big pharmacy organization. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that and definitely sharing the the importance of organizations and the network that you have. But I was thinking maybe we take a step back here and kind of think when I remember when I was a, a U1 student or even in my per, first professional year, and we'll go into that because I think once you hit your 
uh, P1 year, we call it at U Sciences. That's when they tell you, okay, you need to start getting involved in organizations. But taking a step back, I know I used, you said the pizza that definitely drew me into some of these organizations or to go to their events. But how did you guys hear about these organizations and what did the school provide you to learn more about these organizations and how to get involved? Yeah, I, uh, I definitely echo what I used said about the pizza. Uh, that was definitely a big uh, advertisement for us. But I really think it was in the early days, really about word of mouth and just older students really looking out for the younger students in the pharmacy program. I think that's something that's really special about University of the Sciences and Philadelphia College of Pharmacy is, is really that mentorship. And I feel like that's, a, you know, really how we connected. Um, and then email was a big thing. So just, you know, sending out emails. And now we have um, a newsletter that our new dean created. And that was a wonderful addition to how we to really relay information. But yeah, I think that's something I really want to uh, stress is that mentorship. Uh, that's really, really characteristic of our university. Yeah, I think definitely the biggest thing I think for me was the organization fair that the university have on on an annual basis usually occurs in early September. I know that was where around that time was when I met my mentor at the time. Her name was Carissa and she was a P3 at the time. So really just helping a lot of the P1s guiding their, I guess, passageway through um, the six year program. But um, at the time, just really getting to learn about organizations, not really having to commit to anything, but just having that option to show up to all the G- all the general body meetings, um, as well as any initial events these organizations had, and then have at that point you could make the decision whether you wanted to continue your journey from an involvement perspective um, through any organization which you decided to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad you guys both bring that up. I know back in the day when when we would go and have the organizational fair in the fall and the spring semester to be like in the quad. I don't know if they still, I mean, not right now because of COVID, but when you guys were probably U1s, U2s, you remember those good old days and, and walking around the quad and seeing those different organizations. But as you know, they're, they're super overwhelming too. I mean, David, I know you brought up the mentorship piece and people kind of guiding you of what organizations to, to get involved with, but what really stood out for, again, let's just go back to uh, PCP pediatrics as well as APHA. Uh, what really made those stand out to you uh, to join those organizations? I think initially, um, you know, some of the things that we talked about earlier about PCP pediatrics and APHA is, uh, I think it was really just the events that these organizations had that really drawed me. Um, it was getting out into the community to do health fairs, to do blood pressure checks. Uh, specifically with APHA, we have Operation Diabetes and immunization and, and things that are very relevant, uh, especially given COVID and some things like that. So I think the events that these organizations put on were, were the thing that really attracted me. Um, I remember going to my first APHA. It was a scripture future and it was down the street. And we got to be part of a health fair and got to see some of the P2 and P3 students who seemed way older than me at that point. And, you know, now now I'm in those positions. But, it, you know, those were the, the experiences I had uh, really through the events. Yeah, so I think during our initial years at this university, a lot of classes, we were always told that pharmacy is such a small profession. Um, so I think just hearing, I guess, that echoed throughout a lot of the organizations, you kind of got to meet a lot of new people. And I remember my first I guess, event I'll say that I attended. It was an independent pharmacy event that APHA held right after their GBM. And it really, I guess, exposed me to a field in pharmacy, which you don't really hear much about um, and really tend to consider from a classroom perspective. But that's something that kind of drew me closer, I guess, into the realm of what APHA had to offer in terms of narrowing down your career path, which is something that I've kind of strived to, I guess, embody this year with a lot of professional events that we help we hold for our members. Mm-hmm. 
all incredible things. And again, to echo what David said before, it really sounds like both of you were just driven towards those initiatives for APHA. But I do want to take a step back because I know we're talking, and just to put that term out there in terms for other students uh, in regards to APHA being a professional organization. And wanted to ask both of you, did that play a difference in terms of understanding professional organizations or versus non-professional organizations such as Greek life or, or residence life or student government organizations or anything like that? So were you guys involved in any, I guess we'll call non-professional organizations as well, or do you even see a difference between professional or non-professional? Sure. Yeah. I, I think that's a great question. And I think when you're looking at getting involved in different organizations, it's really about balance. And I think there's really benefits to both. For professional organizations, you can get more connected to your profession. So your interest in pharmacy may be very broad, and these organizations really help narrow it down to what you're interested in or give you opportunities for you know, some of the things you want to think about in the future. Uh, when we take a look at like social organizations and more uh, non-professional organizations, I think that also has a lot of value too. I think it helps you with socialization and connecting with other people and building relationships. You know, I was very fortunate early on. I was part of residence hall council for Goodman Hall, which is no longer a hall of youth sciences, but was a great opportunity to get to know all of the residents and help plan events. And I thought that was a nice step away from pharmacy where you could get involved in the community, not necessarily in the pharmacy aspect, but from more of that socialization, building connections. I was also involved in Pi Lambda Phi, which is a fraternity here on campus. And that has probably been one of the single greatest things I ever did and joined just because I got to, you know, learn with and from other people, from people from different backgrounds um, and just kind of really get to know them over the last four years. Uh, And they really are some of my best friends. And I I know I will be, uh, you know, good friends with them for a very long time. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. I should did you want to add anything else? Yeah, sure. I think like David mentioned, that socialization aspect, a professional org, you tend to see a lot of people within your profession, but in a non-professional org, us being like a science-driven campus, you get to see a lot of students across many different backgrounds, across many different majors. So I think for me, I was able to, I had the pleasure of being a resident advisor for two years on campus, and I got really close to my current classmates as I was an upper upperclassman resident advisor my first year, and then my second year, I was a resident advisor for students in the year below us. So just getting to see all the different majors come together, um, setting up an events that, that are more creative um, instead of professional was really good when it came to, I guess, strengthening my professional experience in terms of leadership as well as time management. Um, and I guess getting involved in different orgs early that are non-professional just really helped build, I guess, your leadership qualities um, as well as set you up kind of for further involvement down the road in those professional organizations that you mentioned, Sean. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's perfect. I think both of you guys kind of shared this in terms of having that balance between professional and non-professional. I think regardless at the end of the day, just to kind of highlight the term of being, the importance of being involved with organizations, I think it teaches you both a lot of things personally and professionally. I mean, those nonverbal cues, I think both you shared working with other people. And then the professional aspect of getting more involved. Ayush, I guess going back to you, would you recommend that students get involved with both professional and non-professional or how would you advise them how to manage both of those? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll say fresh my freshman year, especially in regards to APHA, I wasn't a national member only because at the time I didn't really know what that entailed, what my responsibilities would be to be a national member. So I kind of started out my journey just by showing up to events and seeing what APHA could offer me and then down the road, how I could kind of give back. And it was my involvement in those non-professional organizations that really helped me decide what kind of leader I wanted to be and really pushed me to be a leader within APHA and kind of furthered my journey um, 
within that professional organization. No, that's, that's, that's a really good point. And, and David, did you want anything else to that? Sure. Yeah, those are some great points that Ayush brought up. And I, I also wanted to add that I think one of the things you learn in uh, non-professional organizations is like more creativity sometimes. And that could be in event creation or, you know, your target audience. So I think some of the skills that you learn in those non-professional organizations that you do early on in school really translate to your professional pharmacy organizations. Like, for example, in residence hall council, we would plan meetings and we would, you know, get food for our meetings and talk to some of the uh, residents and plan games. And it translates to what we do in, you know, professional pharmacy organizations. We try to think of an engaging, interactive thing during our meetings. We try to provide, you know, food and, and talk to our guests. So I think those skills really translate. And I think as a developing student in your first two years, those non-professional ones really set you up for success later on. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And I also don't want to assume the, the obvious for some of our students here that are maybe you ones listening to this right now, or maybe even you twos, you threes, or even the professional years. But uh, Ayush, I just, just want to start with you. If you had to go back in time, when would you have started getting involved with organizations? Um, if, you, if you could have, again, is either earlier or later, or when do you think would have been the most optimal time to do it? Yeah, I'd say definitely as a younger student, I think just showing up for events maybe during your initial year and not feeling that pressure or even any um, outside advice to really get a national involvement in these professional organizations. But I think the first step is definitely just showing up to these organizations, getting to know the e-board, getting to know how you can get involved as a younger student. I know when I was a younger student, just seeing a lot of P3s and P4s presenting on events and really wondering how I should approach them, how I can get involved. But a lot of the times it's really quick in terms of an email or some, some of them even give their number out and just say, ask me any questions that you'd like me to answer. So I think just getting that conversation started early and then kind of seeing I think it really helps you place yourself in their shoes years down the road. But I know initially it's kind of almost scary when you're seeing a lot of people that are a lot older than you and um, not really knowing where to go from just that first GBM. But I think they, a lot of the eboard tends to set you up for success by really providing you resources and who to reach out to depending on what areas of pharmacy really interest you. Yeah, that I couldn't have said any better. And David, do you have anything to add in terms of just advice or something that you wish you knew back when you were a U1 student? That's a great point, Ayush. Um, yeah, I really think getting involved early uh, is a nice way to develop that transition into your professional years. Um, personally, uh, you know, I started getting involved in my P1 year um, really heavily, but if I could go back, I would really try to work on that transition from U2 to uh, P1 and, you know, really try to, you know, get involved in everything I was interested in and then kind of narrow it down into my professional years. But I think showing up, being committed, getting on the email list, getting on the newsletters, I think that's, that's the first step. I think being aware of what the opportunities are, are really the first step uh, to kind of narrowing down what you're interested in and, and really uh, shifting uh, your interest into being more involved, being, uh, you know, a force of change in the organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. And even, even when I look back on my career, not even career, but time at U Sciences, I wish I got more involved earlier. I know when I was U1, I was like, you know what, who cares about organizations? I mean, you just go there to get good grades and that's it. But I think both of you have already echoed the importance of getting involved. And like I used, you said, I mean, you just kind of get in on those emails. You kind of just get a breath of understanding and really open-mindedness in terms of what's available. And for individuals that are listening that aren't uh, at U Sciences or been at U Sciences, I mean, we all are we are a smaller school, so I think everything does revolve around organizations and, and what goes on around campus and building that network. 
But that's enough about those overall organizations. I know something that I wanted to touch on too, I think it's a perfect segue that both of you have been mentioning for so much now is the term is the reason why of joining APHA and the benefit of joining APHA. But I'm wondering, Ayush, if you can go into more detail of, I know you talked about the initiatives, it really stuck to you in terms of what they were doing, but why APHA versus, like you said, there's a collaboration with ASHP or DIA or professional organizations. Why was it APHA for you? Yeah, sure, Sean. That's actually a great question. Uh, I think initially when I when I really heard about what APHA had to offer, the biggest thing that stood out to me was narrowing my career path in pharmacy. Uh, I think everyone talks about the value that a PharmD education gets you and really opens all the doors that it opens post-graduation. I think such a large organization such as APHA, I think kind of taught me and kind of showed me that kind of knowing what you want to do post-grad is only, I guess, shown to you by specifically showing up to events, just really networking and talking to a lot of leaders within the pharmacy profession. And the biggest thing that stood out to me within APHA was all the conferences that I guess were available on a local as well as a national level. So for me, that's probably been my best, my I guess favorite experience uh, with APHA has been the ability to attend a lot of the conferences. And I want to shout out the Dean's office really quickly for really sponsoring a lot of the, um, the a lot of the fees that come with a lot of these conferences, such as registration and any travel costs that really just helps even more of our students get involved and stay involved over the years. Yeah, huge shout out to PCP Dean's office. And I mean, I'm aging myself here, but when I was in school, I think they said P1 and P3 year, they'd actually pay for your national membership. Do they still do that? Yeah, they do. Nice, nice. Hey, well, shout out to them too. Cause I mean, that that's expensive as well. And knowing, I mean, I think it was like 50 bucks for DIA or, or something like that, but 50 bucks can go a long way at Linda's cart. That's all I'm going to say. So good, good thing they're able to save us our money so we can go get some Linda's food. But David, how about you now throwing it to, to your end? Why APHA for you? Yeah, so APHA, I guess, initially caught my attention during one of the fairs we had out in the quad that we were talking about, the organization fairs. And I really liked, like I said before, the, the diversity of what APHA provided. If you look at APHA and its structure, they have multiple different operations. And I think that was really exciting as a young student to see that I could get involved in health fairs in different areas of pharmacy. I also think one of the things that really attracted me to APHA was it was really an organization that was about the new frontier of pharmacy. It was really about the evolving practice of pharmacy. And I think being a student, that was really exciting. You know, I we're here at school, you know, and we're looking towards the future for opportunities. And, you know, like I, you said, you know, there's a value in a PharmD degree and we really want to maximize that post-graduation. So I think APHA really set us up to have that post-graduation success and, you know, to look at some of the options in residency and fellowship and community pharmacy. So that's really what attracted me was that they were there as a support system. And, you know, at every step of my pharmacy career so far, you know, APHA has been a part of it. Uh, Ayush and I were very lucky to go to uh, the APHA Substance Use Disorder uh, Institute in Utah. And that was through opportunities from APHA. And then, you know, even later on going to residency showcases and, you know, just meeting other members who have gone through residencies. Um, I think that's really what holds this organization together and uh, really what, what should make younger students really excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great point. And I think you you both already beat me to my next question in terms of talking about initiatives that APHA offers. You both have discussed so many already in terms of scripture future, substance use disorder going out to Utah in terms of these residency showcases and so on and so forth. But I'll change the question in a way because with the, the COVID pandemic, it's been very hard to be on campus and to have a lot of these in-person discussions and in-person meetings, which is really 
huge for APHA. I mean, I really wish I was more involved because like you said, that diverse operations and in terms of committees that you guys have is paramount in terms of what you can offer and what you can have. So I guess, David, we'll start with you. What has APHA done in terms, in light of the COVID pandemic to still get members involved, members engaged, and, and to still carry on those big initiatives that we all saw when we were on campus? Yeah, that's a great point. I know the, this whole past year has been kind of a whirlwind of changes, but you know, at APHA, we really kind of embrace that. And there's been some, some positives actually over this year on how we can adapt. Um, so one of our main things is the virtual environment has really changed the amount of speakers and uh, frequency of our meetings. Uh, so we can have speakers from, you know, around the country now come and talk to our chapter, as well as just having more frequent uh, chapter meetings throughout the week and and really stay involved. It's also really exciting. I, I kind of want to note, too, and Ayush can expand on this, is we have some great operations and uh, some of the, the members within them, Emily Powers, Erica Fuss, um, and Ashka Patel, um, are all just really great members who have really embraced the change. So they all started an uh, Instagram account and a uh, uh, campaigns for doing like uh, immunization education, diabetes awareness, and they all have these games related to their Instagram's accounts and people can get involved and ask questions and share some stories. Uh, I guess one of the things I wanted to share was specifically um, the operation about diabetes. One of the chairs, they made this game and the game was to you know, share experiences. And so one talked about their experience of having a family member who had type one diabetes and how they you know, worked with them and what they learned from it and how that ended up being one of their passionate uh, things to actually go to pharmacy school. So I think there's some really uh, good things that came out of this in terms of communication and connection. That, that's great to hear, David. And Ayush, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the president of APHA this year. That's correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely incredible. I know David already talked about the terms of those individuals that that work under you to create these empowering events during a time of, of COVID, really trying to find that silver lining here. So I guess if you could just expand upon how has your presidency been during this time and really leading some of these initiatives or, or t- kind of taking a stand on how to transition uh, during this time with COVID pandemic? Yeah, sure, Sean. That's a great point, especially in the environment that we're in right now. I think the biggest thing that we kind of did was at the start of the summer, when we were planning for all the events that were upcoming in the fall as well as the spring, uh, when, whenever we had uh, e-board meetings, I kind of told everyone to, as they were planning for all their events, to kind of in the back of their mind, always keep up game plan on how to transition a particular event to a virtual event. Um, so there was always like a two-phase plan for each event, whether it had the ability to be held in person, depending on what guidelines the schools released, or there was always that virtual component. So if we did have to transition to that platform, it would be a pretty smooth transition. And I think when everyone finally came to campus and learned that almost every single event, no matter the format, would have to be virtual, every, it was a pretty smooth transition in terms of everyone still retaining a lot of the events that they had planned to execute, um, instead of just disregarding those events just because of the restrictions that were placed upon us, which I think just shows the resilience of our eboard. And finally, I think moving forward, something that's really unique that we were actually able to do during um, October Pharmacist Month, our current VP, Janan, she was actually able to reach out to a bunch of pharmacy schools through a Facebook uh, page called Subtle Asian Farmers. And uh, what ended up coming out of that was a lot of presidents or vice presidents of different uh, APHA chapters across schools from California, New York, uh, as well as Hawaii, uh, kind of came together and they kind of 
had a speaker series every every Monday of October. It lasted from maybe 8 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Um, and what they, they ended up covering a lot of topics in pharmacy that you traditionally don't see in the classroom. So I know the first Monday was uh, non-tradition, non-traditional pharmacy. The second Monday was how to advocate for your profession. The third Monday series was women in pharmacy. And we actually were able to fe- feature uh, Dr. Porter and Dr. Cobb from PCPs. So a shout out to them as well. I know Dr. Cobb has moved on to Texas, but it was really special to have her at that event as well. And finally, we ended with an event called Presidency to Residency. So we had a lot of leaders that were presidents during their time during um, school that then transitioned to postgraduate training and residency or fellowship. So it was really interesting to bring almost 100 to 150 students together every single Monday night in October uh, to just hear these speakers talk about the value of their education that they got from their respective institutions. And I think that wouldn't normally be possible. Like such such a collaborative event wouldn't have been possible unless we were in this environment. So like David mentioned, there is some good, I guess I'll say that came out of the current situation. And that's something that we plan to, now we can kind of use that template or plan to kind of move forward and do that every single year. So I think that's a really good way to do a collaborative event with a lot of pharmacy schools. And again, my biggest thing is networking. So that's definitely a great way to be involved. Yeah, I, I mean, gosh, I, I really wish I was more involved with APHA back in school. These sound absolutely incredible. And this speaks to both of your resilience and, and leadership and management in terms of just capitalizing on this time and really understanding, okay, like how can I get, in, how can we still get our members involved and even probably creating some of these events that you've never even created before. So Ayush, I kind of wanted to step back to you. I know you talked about this awesome initiative that you guys just did last semester, what initiative are you looking forward to this upcoming semester that you want to share with students or even uh, members? Yeah, sure. So an event that we traditionally end up doing in the spring, we actually reverted the timeline and ended up doing in the fall this year, which was our uh, happy hour event. So we brought in a lot of preceptors uh, from different uh, backgrounds and I guess careers in pharmacy. And we kind of had, we matched up U1s through P3s to talk to them to see what kind of appies our school offers. So that event that's traditionally held in the spring I guess we're replacing this spring with a summer internship panel. So we're actually going to be highlighting a lot of internships that we completed this summer. I know David and I this past summer had the wonderful opportunity of completing an internship through Johns Hopkins. So I know there's a lot of other classmates who had opportunities in industry or other clinical settings. So we're going to try to highlight that and really get students, get our members, I guess, in the know of these internships, because I know it was really upperclassmen that told us about these internships. I know, Sean, you kind of filled us in about the particular one David and I had completed, but uh, I think it's it's really through upperclassmen that you hear about these opportunities. And sometimes if students who really want to pursue them don't know about it, then um, it's not really, they're not able to pursue those. So I think it's going to be a really great event. And one other thing that David and I are going to end up doing and really do, I guess, highlighting this spring is going to be a presidency to residency event, but more localized. So we were inspired by last October's event, but Dr. Mark Angelis, who is actually a PCP alum from 2011, um, we're going to be meeting with him soon and really setting up an event on a local level to really show students the importance of getting involved, um, no matter what organization, uh, whether it's professional or non-professional during their time in school. Thank you. Yeah, so much for sharing that. I mean, can I come back? That sounds awesome. (laughs) I I would love to. But with that, you also brought up a great point in terms of getting involved with internships and the opportunity that both you guys had to do an internship at Johns Hopkins Hospital. So I I do want to get back to that point. But uh, before we get there, I do actually want to transition to another initiative that APHA is doing, which will be sharing a commercial from Victor Pack, who is the policy vice president of APHA discussing Back the Pack initiative. So listen in on this commercial. Hello, my name is Victor Pack, and I'm the current Policy Vice President of APHA ASP at U Sciences. 
APHA is hosting its annual Back the Pack campaign and our goal is to raise $750 for the Political Action Committee. If you are an APHA national member, please consider donating any sum to the pack to help reach our goal. Your donation helps support federal candidates and committees that favor pharmacy-oriented legislation and advocates for innovative roles and responsibilities. You can donate online by going to www.pharmacist.com forward slash APHA hyphen PAC or through text by texting ACTION to 50155. When and if you donate, please make sure to attribute your, do- your donation to U Sciences. If you have any questions about the pack, please feel free to reach out to myself, Victor Pack, at WPAC at mail.usciences.edu. Contributions to the American Pharmacists Association Political Action Committee are not tax deductible as a charitable contribution for federal income tax purposes. Contributions are limited to person personal funds of $5,000 per person annually, and contributions are strictly voluntary. You may refuse to contribute without reprisal. You will not benefit or be disadvantaged in your employment by reason of the amount of your contribution or decision to not contribute. Federal law requires APHA PAC to use its best efforts to collect and report the name, mailing address, occupation, and employer of persons whose contributions exceed $200 in a calendar year. Again, please text ACTION to 50155 or visit www.pharmacist.com forward slash APHA hyphen PAC to donate. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you have any questions about Back the Pack initiative, please do not hesitate to reach out to him at WPAC at mail.usciences.edu. But now back to Ayush and David. Uh, so like I said, we kind of ended off in terms of those amazing initiatives that you both are doing uh, from the previous semester due to the COVID as well as what's upcoming. But I do want to take a time to really just highlight the importance of getting involved with organizations here. Again, you guys both had the incredible opportunity to do the internship at Johns Hopkins Hospital. But David, just kind of want to start with you. Do you think that there was a benefit of being a part of APHA or these other organizations that made you potentially get this internship? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, Yeah, I think APHA specifically really set me up in terms of like the ability to be able to network and, uh, you know, talk to other professionals. And I think that's really how I even learned about, um, you know, the Johns Hopkins internship outside of, you know, of course, uh, you, Sean, uh, for, and thank you again for all your help. Um, but, you know, I think that really set me up in terms of, you know, knowing about, you know, the aspects of clinical pharmacy and knowing about, you know, administrative and management and how those can be, you know, fields that I could explore post-graduation. So I think APHA really fostered my interest um, through its diversity of, um, you know, pharmacy experiences and to really pursue an internship. Uh, I really think the value of an internship is really to expand on what you learn in the classroom and what you learn on IPPES at this point. And I think it really puts you in a situation of being at almost like a resident or fellowship level. And you're in this position where you're working side by side with some, you know, the best names in pharmacy and some of the the new thinkers of pharmacy. Um, And specifically, you know, Johns Hopkins, I think was really what was the place that I wanted to be. And I think organizations like APHA, PCP Pediatrics, um, you know, my early involvement in PLS uh, were really all things that fostered um, my desire to learn more about pharmacy, want to be a leader. Um, and I think Johns Hopkins was really the ultimate goal for me during, um, you know, kind of my midway point through pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ayush, how about yourself? I mean, 
having the, the the title president on your CV does look pretty pretty nice. But in terms of just being involved in other organizations, do you think that helped you set up and make yourself stand out when applying to internships? Yeah, for sure, Sean. I think I know a lot, a lot of the times during the interview process, you'll get a pretty similar question to name a big project or initiative that you were a part of. And I remember um, answering that question by talking about the National Patient Counseling Competition that every APHA chapter has to do every year. And I remember that project spanning me almost the entire semester last year with different checkpoints, a lot of meetings with one of our advisors, Dr. Harris, and just really setting up our chapter up for success and then sending all the materials in terms of results over to APHA headquarters. So that took a lot of my time outside of studying and attending classes last fall. But that was something I was able to talk about and address in my interview. So I think with a lot of these organizations, you're not really sure what kind of experience you're going to get at the outset. But when, when you get involved, when you choose to get involved and you really start attending events, um, maybe furthering your involvement with the leadership position, those kind of become speaking points, whether it's at interviews or just even personal growth, from my perspective, that really sets you up for postgraduate training or any kind of pharmacy career path that you decide to pursue. Yeah. I mean, I was actually just about to go in, in terms of the experiences. You have to be a well-rounded person, especially for these internships. I know a lot of students think that, okay, if I just get good grades, then that's it. But as you both know, I think I've shared it with you, David, many of times that you have to be a well-rounded individual and in getting involved in these organizations. And I used to your point, I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, when you're inter doing internships or even applying to jobs or again, residency, fellowship, any career after pharmacy school, they ask about what you did during your time. And I usually, I mean, let's starting back with you in terms of getting involved a little bit more, let's say, I mean, what I've always talked to students about is again, once you find that organization that connects with you, it sounds like APHA, again, a few others that really connected and resonated with you. But something that I've looked at when I've been interviewing candidates for my fellowship at the time was, did they stay involved in that organization and what did they do during throughout that time? So not saying that you always have to be the president or the vice president, but just having that leadership opportunity. So I used to, to go back to you in terms of how, what, what advice would you give students to continue that leadership or to continue being involved? Yeah, for sure. I think the one thing I want to highlight is that our e-board at the current moment is 23 members strong. And with, a lot, with so many operations just spanning different, uh, I'll say, factors and subsets of the overall health system in terms of di Operation Diabetes, Operation Heart, Operation Immunization, there's specific co-chairs for each of those positions, but there's also an ability to get involved uh, as a committee member. So a lot of these chairs have committee members that are formed of maybe four to ten uh, people that kind of sparked an interest in such committee. And I think as a U1 or U2, that's a great place to start. And then showing, continuing your involvement by just showing up to events, um, making sure that you're holding yourself responsible for any tasks that are assigned to you would then be allow you to be placed in, let's say, positions such as chair or even um, policy VPs or alumni relations or even president, like in your future, later on in your pharmacy years. So I think just, it, it really speaks on that continued involvement that you just talked about, Sean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. But as you know, 43rd Woodland is also open to not just students, but also alumni. So wanted to ask, uh, Ayush, we'll start with you in terms of, is there any way that alumni can still stay involved with APHA? And if so, how? Yeah, there actually is. So I think one of the biggest ways is the new practitioner network. So I know something that we try to do is at all of our org, not org fairs, but all of our, I'll say health fairs, we tend to just have a new practitioner that represents a lot of the operations and answers any questions that 
anyone attending the health fair may have. So a lot of the times that new practitioner tends to be someone that just graduated or is an alum of the university. So that's one way they can get involved, I'll say from an operation standpoint. Um, but again, the event that David and I are going to be doing uh, this coming uh, March, I want to say, end of March, is going to be that presidency to residency event. That's going to be a lot of um, USI alumni that were, uh, I want to say, presidents or not even just presidents, but just leaders within any organizations, APHA, ASHP, um, that are going to highlight a lot of their roles and a lot of what they learned in school that really prepared them for post-grad training, which I think a lot of our members would benefit from, especially the younger they are. So that's definitely how we plan to keep a lot of the alumni involved. Great. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point. And I usually, I guess, really quick to go back to you. So say, for example, I'm an alumni just listening to this now. How would I get involved with a new practitioner form? Should I be reaching out to someone specifically or, or how to get involved? Yeah, so I think Dr. Melody and Dr. Harris, who are two of our biggest advisors, tend to oversee that. So a lot of the times, uh, if there's a health fair up, up coming up, we'll post in the newsletter. I'm sure Dean Foote will send an email about it as well. And then new practitioners can kind of make themselves available and let us know if they'd like to help out with that. And then they can oversee uh, a lot of the health fairs and really kind of put, put what they learn to practice. So it'll be really good to reconnect with current students as well as uh, faculty that they may have been fond of during their times at sciences. Yeah, that'd be great. And so for all the listeners out there, be on the lookout for those newsletter letters. I mean, as well, if it's okay to for them to reach out directly to Dr. Melody or Dr. Harris, if they would like to get involved, is that okay? Yeah, that would, that would be great as well. I'm sure David can also highlight, uh, he's been working on a, a newsletter actually specifically for alumni, which is something that new we're going to be planning to roll out. And that's going to be really exciting for uh, future, I guess, uh, generations um, in terms of fostering involvement and really strengthening that alumni and current uh, chapter relationship. Thanks, Ayush. I, I appreciate you bringing that up. So our, our goal is really to highlight some of the exciting things we're doing on campus. And I think one of the things I've learned in some of my other organizations um, and how we were talking about um, not being necessarily a professional organization is how important a newsletter is. And a newsletter really is the window into what we're doing on campus. And so alumni can really see. So our goal is with this newsletter is to have it sent out to alumni to, you know, educate them on what we're doing in our chapter, what we're doing on campus. Um, and the focus of this newsletter uh, currently is, uh, I think, very timely. We're going to do uh, the change from on uh, in-person to online. Um, so it's going to highlight our transition uh, to this online format, this new world we live in. Um, I think that's going to be an exciting project for us. So it'll highlight uh, three or four of our main events that we've been doing now uh, with COVID um, and then also educate our alumni with how they can get involved. So we think this will be a nice way to bridge what we do on campus with kind of the outside professional world. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and just going back to capitalizing in this pan- this pandemic world and trying to stay connected the best as, best ways possible. So I'm excited to, to see this newsletter. And so when, when should we start, when should we be on the lookout for it, David, in the next few months or when do you think? Yeah, it'll, it'll be towards the end of this semester. So uh, it'll, nice probably be mid-April by the time it comes out. Um, And like I said, it'll really uh, highlight the transition of this past year. Uh, So we're really excited for that. So keep an eye out in in April. 100%. Yeah, definitely keep an eye out. But as we're wrapping up, David Ayush, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to not even just discuss APHA uh, specifically, but just also getting involved in organizations in general. But I do want to leave one more question uh, for you before our last question. If you listen to the podcast, you know what I mean. But uh, David, I guess I'll start with you. Any, I mean, you've both of you have shared just so much words of wisdom throughout this entire episode, but is there any other advice that you'd like to give students at this time in terms of just getting involved with organizations or APHA more specifically? 
Sure. Yeah. I think one of the things I've really learned over the past, uh, I guess, four and a half years of being here, five years, uh, is really like we talked about kind of the whole point of this podcast is getting involved. Um, and I think that also comes with a caveat. Um, I think being involved is an incredible opportunity, but I also think that we need to, uh, to, to focus our involvement sometimes. And I think that's a really important skill to learn as you mature as a student, as a pharmacist. Um, and I'll never forget um, Dr. Hussar, who was a professor at you know, Philadelphia College of Pharmacy and New Sciences and really a notable pharmacy faculty and just a great, a great person, uh, share with me these words. And I actually found them because I know we were gonna be discussing this. He said, be careful to not become overcommitted with the result that you cannot provide your best effort to each of your responsibilities. And I think that was a really important uh, thing he said to me. And he said to right before I left for um, Johns Hopkins, and he said that to me to kind of focus my interest. So I was involved in many organizations heading into my P1 year. And he said, let's focus on what you think your future is going to be. Let's focus on some of the things that you think will be something that you're passionate about. Um, So I really narrowed it down to APHA, PCP Pediatrics, and PLS. And those are the things I really invested my time in. Because I think as you grow as a student, um, you want to give quality work. You want to make a difference. And when you get spread so thick, you can't, you can't necessarily do those all the same. So I really want to encourage everyone to get involved. But also, as you mature, realize uh, that it's the value sometimes of your work. And I think that's a really important thing to learn. That's incredible advice. And shout out to Dr. Hussar as well for, for sharing that with David. A lot of people have been telling us to get him onto the podcast. So maybe Dr. Hussar, if you're listening to this, maybe we'll be reaching out to you soon to get you on an episode. But I used, I want to turn it off, turn it over to you as well. Any uh, additional advice that you'd like to give that you haven't given already? Yeah, sure, Sean. So I, I know a couple of years ago, the national president of APHA, uh, and as you all may know, APHA has a local e-board as well as a national e-board. So the national e-board consists of a lot of students that are P4s um, that really have grown in their involvement with APHA. But I want to say the phrase that sticks out to me is find your calling. That was one of the themes that they used a couple of years back. And I think that kind of speaks to a lot of what David and I talked about today in terms of initially just showing up to events, really trying to get a hold of and kind of figure out yourself as well as what you want to do post-graduation. And then really just streamlining and broadening your involvement with any organizations or just one organization, if that's kind of what speaks to you. And then just continuing your journey from there. And you'll end up learning a lot about yourself in terms of how you, uh, project manage, how you lead, um, as well as about the professional world world in terms of what career opportunities are available to you post-graduation. So I think there's a lot to get out of it. And it all starts with that first step of just showing up. Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you both so much, uh, again, for being on this episode, talking about the importance of getting involved and those awesome tips of advice, especially at the end. Again, I wish when I was a U1 uh, to understand the importance of getting involved, as well as, again, finding your calling, like Ayushu said, as well as focusing and having that quality over quantity. With that, I want to get to the last and final question, as we always do on this podcast, and that is your favorite U-Sciences memory. And so I know you guys are both in your third professional year. So you guys probably, maybe it's your favorite memory so far, because you still have a, a year to go or this semester and then a year. So I, or we can actually even focus it on either favorite memory altogether or favorite memory for APHA. So David, we will start with you in terms of either your favorite youth sciences memory or your favorite APHA memory? Um, I think I'll, I, I'll do my favorite youth sciences and uh, maybe I'll touch on a little bit of APHA too. Um, but I think my favorite youth sciences memory was uh, in my non-professional organization, Pi Lambda Phi. 
Um, and it was really our 50th anniversary. Um, that was really something that was important to me. Um, and I think really was one of the, the, the times where my passion for connecting with alumni was, was really shown and it was something I got to grow on a lot. Uh, so over the past year uh, leading up to our 50th anniversary, we uh, worked on creating an, uh, this event. Uh, we called over 100 alumni back to campus. We had uh, a great time um, in the um, ARC MPR, which is our recreational uh, facility on campus. And we had over 200 people there um, from the beginning of our organization, so 50 years ago till now. And I think that was just such an exciting time uh, really to learn more um, about the evolution of our chapter um, and kind of where it was going. Uh, we have some very notable alumni in our chapter. Uh, and as you know, a young student and uh, you know, somebody in pharmacy, it was just, it was just an incredible opportunity. I don't think I'll ever get one like that to see all these generations in one room. Yeah. And I was actually at that 50th anniversary. It was well done by all the brothers there too. Uh, so yeah, definitely one of my favorite memories so far as well. But Ayush, how about you? Either your favorite youth sciences memory or favorite memory specifically for APHA? Yeah, sure. So I think I'll touch more on like the APHA aspect. So for me, my favorite memory was actually a conference that I had the ability to attend. Uh, so transitioning into my uh, present elect year, so last year, uh, there was a conference during the summer that was called SLI, which was the Summer Leadership Institute held by APHA, and it was held in D.C. So that conference, it, usually every single chapter, so there was over like 50 to 60 chapters that would send one representative from their university's local chapter to kind of go through some leadership workshops as well as leadership trainings that will prepare them for the upcoming year ahead. And so every university tends to send their president-elect. So I was able to meet people from University of Hawaii, University of Puerto Rico, and as well as a lot of schools in New York. And so I made friends from a lot of uh, different universities that I wouldn't get to talk to otherwise. And I still kind of check into them on a day-to-day, on like a month-to-month basis present day. So I think that was special to me in terms of broadening my network. And one thing I got to see was APHA headquarters. So they had all of the um, APHA pins as well as the symbols of pharmacy over the years and just pictures of every single, I'll say, uh, national esteemed leader throughout the profession that kind of contributed to where pharmacy is today. So just seeing all of that in one building was just, I guess, empowering to see as well. Mm-hmm. Those are both incredible memories so far, I want to say, because again, you guys both have incredible initiatives coming up for APHA. I'm excited to see this newsletter, like you said, David, as well as potentially getting involved in this new practitioners forum, as well as these other initiatives that you guys are doing. Again, want to take the time to thank you both so much uh, for coming out here, sharing this words of wisdom. But if you do have any additional questions in terms of just APHA specifically, or even just getting involved in organizations, you can find us on either LinkedIn, or Facebook, or you can find us on Nexus. And so if you haven't done so already, sign up on Usciences Nexus at nexus.usciences.edu. It's a new virtual platform just for Usciences alumni to connect professionally and, prefer- and personally. And it's an amazing resource for anyone looking to build new relationships, find mentors or jobs, or just stay connected to old friends and faculty, as well as we'll answer your questions there as well. And I do want to point out that I know this episode was specifically tailored to pharmacy students and the professional organizations for pharmacy students. But if you'd like to learn more about the other professional organizations offered for the various majors we have on campus, please reach out to either, again, myself or Jared. And we're happy to bring on it and do another spotlight like we did today with APHA. But with that, David, Ayush, any final words? just wanted to thank you for your time. Uh, this has really been an exciting opportunity and um, really it, it's the highlight of highlight, highlight of my week to come and talk to you guys. So thank you again for everything. Of course.
I agree. Thanks, David. And again, thanks, Sean, for having us on here. I think it was a really important conversation to have, especially for those younger listeners out here who may be trying to, I guess, uh, navigate the world of professional and non-professional organizations. So I think this is a really good way to tie all that together. Couldn't have said it any better. But thank you both so much. Best of luck this upcoming semester, as well as when you guys are starting rotations coming up soon. Before you know it, graduation will be right around the corner. So best of luck to both of you. Uh, definitely excited to see what APJ has in store for this semester. But take care.